Welcome to the Spirited Advocate Podcast, brought to you by the Distilled Spirits Council of the United States, the leading voice for the distilled spirits industry. Now your host, Chris Swanger. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Spirited Advocate Podcast. Uh, we're excited today uh, because we have John Wittick, Chief Commercial Officer for Southern Wine and Spirits. Uh, as many of you know, uh, Southern has played an instrumental role in the success of the spirits industry for many, many, many years. And uh, what we're excited about for this discussion with John is John has been leading an effort uh, on behalf of Southern of really standing up uh, a great go-forward uh, e-commerce platform. Uh, John, welcome. Welcome to the Spirited Advocate podcast. If you don't mind, just tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, how you got here and uh, tell us top line what you're, what you're doing on behalf of Southern with the e-commerce platform, which is called Proof, which is a great, great uh, brand name as well. John, yeah. over to you. Chris, thanks for having me and, and the opportunity to share with you uh, everything that we've been doing at Southern Glaciers Wine and Spirits the last two to three years. And I'm sure we'll talk about the evolution of proof and, and uh, our technological skills on this front. But uh, just to give you a feel, it's uh, been a long, strange trip for me in the business uh, over 30 years uh, in the business. I actually started um, in the beer industry as a um, chain grocery rep in upstate New York. I grew up in upstate with the Genesee Brewery. Uh, many, many moons ago. So that's how I started my career and, and parlayed that into a 16-year career uh, at Seagram Americas, who was subsequently sold, uh, as many of the viewers know, to Pernod and Diageo at the time. Uh, and at that point, um, branched off and worked for Brown Foreman and all those great folks over there at Brown Foreman for four years. Uh, and enabled me, I'd, I'd always had a, a, I won't call it a dream, but a feel and intuition that I belonged on the wholesaler side. And uh, Bennett Glazier and Barclay Stewart and the Glazier family was uh, fortunate enough to hire me and put me in uh, Chicago running their operation. And then for many years, when I was with Seagrams, I had called on Wayne Vassar and Brad, uh, Wayne Chaplin and Brad Vassar Brad. Yeah. as a supplier. And uh, a job came up in the state of Nevada for Southern at that time, just before the merger. And as fate would have it, the two companies came together. So Bennett was no longer upset with me for leaving because we were back together as a family. So uh, it was a little bit of a strange, uh, awkward moment there, but I ended up working in Florida, the East region, and then uh, moving into my current role uh, with Southern. So it's been quite the journey. The experiences both on the wholesaler and supplier side have given me a really good perception, if you will, into the needs of both, uh, both our supplier and, and the wholesaler on a day-to-day -day basis. Absolutely. I imagine with that experience with Brown Foreman, of course, and at Seagram, you have the perspective from the supplier side that has helped you kind of lead this effort with the proof platform. Yeah. Uh, obviously, uh, you know, over the past 10, 15 years, as the world has dramatically changed uh, uh, with, with e-commerce and how consumers shop and so forth, and then certainly the pandemic and COVID-19 is just accelerated all of that. So uh, could you tell us a little bit about the Proof Platform? Uh, a big uh, priority, uh, certainly for the Distilled Spirits Council, is to work within the industry to help drive consumer convenience. Uh, and obviously, as we operate in under unique conditions with the pandemic, uh, trying to navigate uh, consumer convenience 
is just as important more than ever, particularly given the impact on the on-premise sector. So could you tell us about the impetus of uh, the Proof platform and, and how uh, that platform is going to help drive that consumer convenience that we're all striving for? Yeah, Chris, it's it's interesting. It's probably best we, we have to rewind a little bit, probably to a little over two and a half years from now. Uh, Wayne Chaplin, Brad Vassar, the leadership team, uh, myself got together um, and, and we were talking about digital in general, our industry in general, how we were a bit behind, if you will, of other industries in terms of digital, whether it be B2B or B2C, uh, as well as how our salespeople were interacting with our customers. So that, that kind of framework started how we started approaching the SG proof strategy, if you will. And we really put it into four buckets. One was CRM and how are our salespeople going to sell in the digital age? And remember, this is two and a half years ago. We're trying to whiteboard this, if you will. Uh, then we knew we had to have a B2B place for our customers. Because as you know, being in a three-tier system, we're squarely in the middle. We have two customers, if you will. We have our supplier and all the brand building we need to do there. And then we have our retailers and all that service that we have to provide, obviously pulling through to your point to the end consumer. So we, we had looked at B2B and how would we speak to our customers in the digital age. Uh, and then the third piece uh, would be uh, what we call proof service. And as you all know from your personal lives, service is much, much different these days. Customer service, when you have digital, meaning when's the last time you spoke to a live body, if you will, a lot of self-service. So our industry, we had a lot of touch points. Uh, we had a lot of, I'll call it inefficiencies that we felt we could be solving uh, with a digital platform. So it morphed into what it is today with uh, our salespeople selling in a much different manner, more consultative manner with data and insights at their fingertips tied to what we call proof commerce, which is our B2B site uh, for our customers. And we have over 70,000 customers now activated on that site uh, purchasing on a daily basis. So uh, that interaction and that strategy, if you will, to your point, really got kickstarted during the pandemic, we were doing extremely well going in, but who knew that this was coming around the corner? And, and it really, uh, I guess, validated uh, that we were doing the right thing with our customers. And it also was the convenience and service our customers needed during a time like, you know, a pandemic where they weren't solely reliant on one source, if you will. And you're talking about customers on both sides, the supplier customer and obviously our retail customers as well. Absolutely. So, how does it how does it work? Uh, does it compete with an Amazon? You know that is one of the big you know outstanding questions. Uh, how does how does it work uh, with with Amazon? And can can the average consumer go on uh, the proof platform and order product that would ultimately go obviously from supplier to uh, through Southern and through a retailer? Right. Yeah. Well, yeah, great, great question. The answer is is no, uh, but but I'll I'll kind of uh, walk you down the path how we're viewing that as well. But um, look, we knew two and a half years ago we were competing in a much different space with non traditional competitors, whether it be Amazon or other digital platforms that we're trying to process orders, if you will, for our customers. But what we've done uh, uh, subsequently, Chris, is David Chaplin has started. Uh, we started a new ventures team and they're working on four TE and three tier e-commerce, meaning uh, all our omni-channel customers and pure play customers who've gotten into that space. So that's where this delivery piece comes in that you've mentioned working through the three tier system. So David, between 
their relationship with Drizzly and GoPuff and other companies. Uh, we have a whole separate arm within our digital team that he's leading, attacking those customers and, and we'll call it the last mile, if you will, to get it from retailers we have great relationships with to ultimately the end consumer's front door. So they're working on platforms and programming and marketing with those customers, which we've never done, you know, traditionally until a little over two years ago. And the proof platform, it's available for all all the suppliers that Southern represents. Uh, can it also be a platform uh, for, you know, one of the, the things that the industry is going to have to navigate in, in, uh, through the pandemic and beyond is, uh, you know, how to find a platform to support, uh, some of the small craft distillers as well, right? Uh, obviously they're under immense, immense, immense pressure, uh, as it relates to, uh, the pandemic and so forth. Uh, how does, how does the platform work? Is it primarily, uh, for, uh, all the suppliers that Southern represents, or is there an opportunity for, uh, other suppliers to engage in the platform as well? Yeah, great questions. And Chris, I should have mentioned in your, your prior question. So to, to get on the Proof Commerce site, which is our B2B site, uh, 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 nationally, we have over, call it 275,000 customers for round numbers. Uh, basically, if you have a license, that's your entree into the site. So you need to have a beverage alcohol license with us in one of our states that we operate to go in and use the Proof Commerce platform. Uh, secondly, to your to your second question, if you will, um, any supplier that we represent has representation on that site. Everything from home pages for their brands to product listing pages to pricing uh, to marketing content. Uh, so we've been working very hard in the content of the site. Uh, and the site, by the way, is uh, shop.sgproof.com. If someone wanted to see a generic version of it without the individual state piece, it would give them that idea of the template and the type of content that we carry out there. But to your point about a craft uh, spirit distiller and, and some of our fine wines, one of the benefits for those types of suppliers is they can get just as much focus uh, with their content and their brands when a retailer goes on as they can from a, a major supplier. So it's really like our personal life shopping any site. If you have an interest with anything in your personal life, it's really a search engine built very much like Google. And if you're looking for craft bourbon, craft spirits, uh, high-end wines, you're able to get to that. And when you land in that page, if you will, or that area, we walk you through all the different uh, nuances in, and uh, content of those brands and suppliers. Great, great. And uh, is there is there an opportunity to, to market and advertise on that platform as well? Absolutely. Uh, how does uh, that work? Uh, yeah, Chris, absolutely. We have several of our suppliers advertising right now. Uh, on the site, uh, there's various real estate on the site from the home page to the red wine page to a Cabernet page um, to a sake page. Um, in addition to that, we have, as you know, uh, in many of our markets, we carry things like Riedel glassware and, and Fever Tree mixers. So we co-brand a lot of that on a site. So if you're in Bourbon, for example, we'll show the retailer the opportunity to co-mingle two products out of other categories in terms of co-merchandising. And on the fine wine side, if they're on the fine wine page, we show them links, if you do, or recommendations, just like in our personal life, when you get a recommended path uh, on any site that you're on, that you might be on the red wine, fine wine, and you'll see decanters, glassware, and other from Riedel uh, right on the site as well. So uh, many, many opportunities. And I guess, Chris, overall, it's just opened up the way we all think 
uh, in this new age, if you will, about um, digital, how to reach a customer, because those 275,000 customers, before we were really uh, in our industry, just speaking to them, uh, any wholesaler speaking to them from a sales consultant's perspective, maybe customer service, this just gives us a whole nother avenue to build and represent brands for our suppliers and kind of the silent salesman, if you will, augmenting our, our salespeople on a daily basis. Today's podcast is sponsored by the law firm of Gray Robinson, PA, and its nationwide alcohol law group, providing legal guidance and spirited counsel to America's distillers, distributors, and retailers for over 30 years. The professionals of Gray Robinson work diligently to help industry members reap the benefits of the 21st century e-commerce platforms, while also respecting the traditional three-tier regulations. Interested in developing a web-based platform to support your new distillery, foster the growth of new brands, or take your existing customer relation efforts to the next level? Gray Robinson is the firm that can help identify and implement technology, opportunities, and solutions. Wondering how depletion and sales data can add value to your business? Gray Robinson professionals have deep knowledge regarding the legal considerations associated with harvesting, analyzing, commercializing, and protecting customer data. Our thanks to Gray Robinson, a proud partner member of the Distilled Spirits Council of the United States. So how it works is a consumer can come into any retail establishment out of that 275,000 customers that you have. And if they're looking for a particular, uh, you know, uh, particular bourbon or American whiskey or whatever it may be, sake and so forth, uh, that consumer uh, can engage with that retailer and the retailer could, could leverage the proof platform to really get that product uh, 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 sent directly to the retailer for pickup for the consumer ultimately, right? Yeah, generally, they, the way it works is if you, and by the way, that's a great point. Many, uh, we've got, we do a voice of customer survey of 800 retailers uh, every quarter. And many of the responses we're getting back is they didn't know that Southern Glaciers Wine and Spirits carried some of these, these brands that, that we're speaking to now. Sure. And the benefit of that is when a customer comes in, as you described, and that retailer is behind the counter or working and he has his laptops, it's as easy as going on his site and he can just search in XYZ bourbon that he's not sure who carries it. Here it pops up on Proof Commerce. He can see the deals that are available. He can see the content. He could actually turn the screen around and show the customer, is this what you're looking for? Uh, he can in turn place the order. Um, then to the delivery part, the, the thing that our salespeople are working on on a daily basis as well is we're closing distribution gaps in the Drizzly, let's just say the Drizzly accounts that are, uh, you know, the National Alliance there. And if they're Drizzly retailers, if you will, um, in a perfect world, we're closing the distribution. So when someone comes in and they see that's one of those things, Drizzly can then in turn deliver that product from that retailer to the person's home. Fantastic. And are you in all 50 states or you're building that up, right? It's, it's still a work in progress. Work right? in progress. We're in over 40 markets now, including some of the control states. And obviously, each state has a bit of a different um, regulation, if you will. So you have franchise states that obviously we're not in, but, but other open markets that we are. But with the Glacier Southern merger, uh, I guess nearly five years ago, uh, that put us in business. And I believe it's 43 markets today. So 
um, you know, our footprint's expanding and, and, uh, and I'm sure the chaplains have other plans as well to expand. Fantastic. And I bet you the, the whole platform provides uh, unique consumer insights as well, right? Uh, probably more consumer in, insights than uh, what's ever been possible before. Is that, is that a fair, fair point? Super, super great point, Chris. Going back to your example of that customer coming in and asking for a particular product, what we've been finding um, is that we have many customers, meaning retailers in this case, not the end consumer, but call it retailers that are going on our site and shopping the site based on requests they're hearing from the customers on brands and flavors, if you will, that we haven't spoken to maybe for several years uh, or a supplier hasn't had a national campaign in many, many years, but it's just something out of, you know, it could be a flavored vodka. Uh, it could be a cordial. Uh, it could be anything up and down the line, uh, flavor oriented across the category. And so we're seeing customers shop the site to the tune where we've, we've got many new thousands of points of new distribution where customers going on like you do, Chris, in your personal life and you start searching, you go on a site looking for one thing and you buy three other things. And that's what's happening in the beverage alcohol industry. They've never had the chance to kind of go in and play and shop our site. So uh, we're getting a lot of incremental points of distribution, which obviously makes our supplier community happy um, through the site. So that's just one big foray. Um, you know, and our reorder, some, just while I'm on the topic, our reorder rate uh, on the site has been over 60%. So our customers are liking the way it's been set. We're very happy in, in just, uh, you know, a little less than two years, the reorder rate to be that level. We're, we're pretty excited about that. Fantastic. And all of this is intended really to complement the Drizzlies and the, 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 the other e-commerce platforms that have really thrived over the past six to seven months, right? So it's a very yeah. complimentary platform. So Chris, the way we look at it, you know, when you get in the digital space, and, and I'll rewind again to that two years ago when we were having these discussions, we quickly realized we, we were a little antiquated as an industry, and we were very used to black and white, us and them, that yeah. and those, you know. But you quickly realize when you get into digital, it's it's more about augmenting a tool. It's not either or anymore. It's and. So, so to your point, there everybody has a use case. The end consumer obviously wants it delivered to their door. A retailer has needs, so we had to satisfy that. And then our suppliers had needs in terms of continuing to build brand build through digital. So we're trying to, if you will, um, satisfy all those needs because we're kind of squarely in the middle of having several customers and, and knowing that there's not one way. So we're encouraging, you know, if digital rises, we rise, right? It's kind of the all tides, or the all tides cliche, if you will, rises all boats. And, and so we feel if, if digital is lively, we're a first mover and we're out in front, that's going to help the Drizzlies. It's going to help our retailer and it's certainly going to help our supplier in the end. I think, John, you got it right, you know, and this is something that that we at Discus and all of our member companies are going to have to grapple with as well. You know, in this in this unique environment, it's not an either or, right? It really is an and, right? Certainly, I think everybody in the industry wants to maintain the strong foundation of the three-tier system and all the benefits that brings to that. Uh, but as we're all, we're all going to have to work together and uh, navigate, you know, a, a quickly changing marketplace. And, uh, you know, the work that, that Southern is doing and under your leadership and Wayne and 
Harvey and Brad and the whole team of uh, just uh, standing up uh, the proof platform is terrific because at the end of the day, uh, we'll continue to thrive, I think, if we're consumer and customer led. Yeah. As a result of that, so uh, in you know on behalf of Discus, uh, you know we really look forward to, uh, to supporting uh, Southern's efforts in this regard uh, because it sounds like it's 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 a great growing platform. Is it even possible to figure out how the pandemic, how consumers have had to dramatically change their behaviors just over the last seven months? on what the marketplace is going to look like in five to 10 years. I mean, I think we were all anticipating a fast-changing marketplace pre-pandemic, but uh, it, it, it's going to be pretty dramatic, right? you agree with that? Bruce, we, we've got some indicators, as you can imagine, uh, and, and all they are is indicators um, because we like to joke, we, we get data, but it'll change, you know, in three days, honestly, sure. but how the way everything's moving. I didn't, by the way, Chris, I didn't want to lose sight because I think you were spot on on your on your earlier comment about consumer led, um, as much as as we try as an industry to move things and and uh, organize things and plan things and strategize things, if we don't work from the customer backwards, we're we're in big trouble. We we can't you us me supplier others. We're not going to be able to dictate consumer behaviors, how they buy, how they purchase, how they want their product. So they determine to, that, right, John? They determine that, they right? Determine so, and by the way, as we're talking, it could change four months from now. So, sure. to, to your, so your current question, that here, here's some indicators we're seeing. Um, in terms of the e-com space, um, March, we'll call it March 15th is kind of our, our key day when the pandemic really hit our industry. And what we've seen since then, and compounded growth, meaning week on week, our revenue on proof commerce, our B2B revenue with our retailers, uh, the compounded growth has been 19% month in and week in and week month in, month out. So we're really seeing our retailers recognizing the importance of purchasing that way. So their behaviors, and by the way, this is augmented to our salespeople being in their stores or restaurants or bars doing the selling as well. So we look at this as a, a two-pronged approach. It's again, back to the either or, it's, it's the and, it's our sales consultant and the technology that really help us win uh, in the end. Cause we wanna use the technology to give our salespeople more time to sell. And then obviously the retailer can be doing some of his own ordering on the site. But the other behavior we're seeing, Chris, is obviously the, the spike in the off-premises. I'm sure many of your listeners are, are hearing, uh, but the in-home dining, in-home entertaining, versus what was happening pre-pandemic really is changing a lot of the, the purchasing behaviors that we're seeing, the brand selection that we're seeing, uh, et cetera. So that, that on, off, share, and split, those indicators, it's obviously very heavy now. And we still see that our on-premise customers are still suffering. Our, our overall business is you know, somewhere between down 40 and 50%. Uh, and we're, we're fearful of what's going to happen this fall. Um, you know, but looking forward to 21, um, is, is that business going to be off 25%, 30%? Obviously, as we talked, anybody's guess. But one thing is for sure that people are still finding a way to get to their favorite spirits, wine, beer, sake, et cetera. Um, no matter pandemic or not, they're finding the outlet and their favorite brand and their favorite way to consume or to your earlier points, how to get it delivered to them during these times when they really don't want to be walking up and down the aisles of stores. Absolutely. Uh, 
Well, I can, I can tell you, uh, it's, it's an interesting time to be in the industry. It's great to hear that the retailers have really uh, gravitated to the platform as well, because that just must be a big change for them as well, right? I mean, uh, the foundation of the three-tier system has been set where product comes from supplier, uh, goes to our great distributors on a truck, right? And then delivered uh, in that way. So uh, a a great call out to our retail uh, partners taking advantage of of the the digital platform as well. So uh, uh, John, as we we look to close, we like to do a couple of fun things and you've had a a great life in the industry and so forth. Uh, uh, And I, of course, I would not ask you to particular uh, pick a particular brand uh, because uh, Southern represents so many great brands. But uh, what's your favorite cocktail? You have a particular cocktail that you like? Well, Chris, you're going to give me a trouble. You know, we represent you know in any particular state over 400 suppliers. So, you know, this is a it's a tough one. We we like to say my my favorite cocktails with uh, whichever supplier I'm with that evening. That's that's buying my meals. So I I don't like to look a gift horse in the mouth, but I am a I am a fan of Reposado tequilas. I'm a fan of um, some Napa Cabernets and, and uh, just a shout out and, and just to recognize and be empathetic to that world, that, that whole year and all the devastation they've had to go through. Um, you know, our, our thoughts are with all those families in Napa, but uh, sure. Napa Cabernets and, um, you know, late night and occasional uh, extra in Yeho to sip, uh, you know, sit before bed to take the edge off from a long day. Not bad, not bad. And the tequila category has been going up. Oh, it's crazy. It's yeah. been going crazy too, right? So it's yeah, it's, it's fantastic. Well, it's another one of those behaviors, Chris, that we're seeing uh, people moving categories. You know, tequila is growing over 20% in many areas right now in channels. You know, bourbon's up 23%, uh, Cabernet's up 6%. So we're seeing, you know, that behavior in some of the favorite brands people gravitate to uh, continuing to drive growth in those categories. Got it. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Pandemic's gone. We're living life back to normal. Where would you want to have that cocktail? Anywhere in the world, any beautiful place in the world to have that cocktail, where would that be? And you're not having to wear a face mask. Oh my God. Can you just fast forward the clock for us? I'll take it right now. I'd sit in the middle of a street if you could guarantee me that. But uh, on a serious note, I think my wife and I, our favorite place is to to go and just get away and do what you just expressed. And especially after a year like this would be Turks and Caicos uh, on the beach uh, with that super blue water, uh, having one of those favorite reposados, if you will, and, and just getting to spend time with her. Not bad, not bad. Well, John, on behalf of the Distilled Spirits Council and uh, all of our great member companies, uh, a big thank you to Southern Wine and Spirits, uh, certainly Harvey for his longstanding leadership, and Wayne and all the great things that you're doing uh, on behalf of many, many suppliers in support of our retailers and ultimately in support of the consumer as well. A big cheers to you and a big thank you uh, for everything that you're doing. And, uh, we appreciate, we appreciate your efforts. Chris, I wanted to thank you for the time. And, and again, as you mentioned, thanks to the Chaplin and Glazier family for having the, the trust in us to build such a great platform to serve all those customers. So cheers. No doubt. Cheers. Thank, thank you. you, Chris. The Spirited Advocate podcast was brought to you by the Distilled Spirits Council of the United States. If you'd like to be a guest speaker on the show, or send us topic suggestions to cover, please contact us at podcast at distilledspirits.org. 
And please like and share these episodes. Your support is very appreciated.